Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Turn to Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16. This is Jesus speaking. And verse number 15, Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And they, in verse number 20, And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, give him something to work with. Give him something to work with. Father, we thank you for your word. God, it's forever settled. It's always anointed. We pray, God, that you would just open our hearts to receive the anointed word of God. Amen. And let it do its wonder in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Amen. For you chose the foolishness of preaching to save them to believe. And we appreciate you so much. In Jesus' name. And everybody say... Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Give him something to work with. You know, it is true that God can create things from absolutely nothing. We saw that in Genesis chapter 1. He said, let there be, and then it was. And only God can do that. Romans chapter, we can't do that. We, take, we can make stuff out of other stuff. We can take raw materials and make stuff. And uh, we can, you know, create new things, but we are creating them from things that, uh, that appear somewhere. And we make them, we change the, com- you know, the complexion or the composition of it by, you know, using uh, different other chemicals or heat or this or that. But God is the only one that can make something appear out of nothing. And he's not a magician. It's real stuff. Praise God. Romans chapter 4, Paul said, God, who calls those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Because he can say it, and by the time he says it, it is it. Because he's that powerful. Amen. Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 3, it says, Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Let there be, right? We understand that. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, God made something out of nothing. Praise God. With his word. It's also true that God can move sovereignly in our lives. And what that means is God can move in our lives without being asked to. Of course, he's sovereign. Another word for sovereign is unilaterally, which is when God moves on his own just because. And he's God and he can do whatever he wants. Amen. However, God has perfect, purposely structured and designed, amen, this thing, this church, 
this body of Christ, amen, this uh, wonderful thing that we're a part of, amen, that his people are a part of in such a way that the overwhelming majority of times, amen, that when God gets involved, it's because we first have to give him something to work with so that he can get involved. Amen. We must initiate the contact. We must invite him into the situation. We can't just hope for hope's sake. Amen. I sure hope this all turns out okay. Just going to stand there with your hand up? Yeah, I'm just hoping. Amen. I got to do something about it. You know, hope just for hope's sake is not going to work. Amen. I can say, I sure hope it's going to turn out. And then I'm going to get on my knees and put some investment in there and give him something to work with. Amen. Your hope needs to have legs. Amen. And get out there and do something about it. We can't just have faith for faith's sake because hope and faith are very related. Amen. Faith cannot survive all by itself. There must always be something accompanying it. Amen. Something confirming it. Something, amen, that makes it what it is. James chapter 2, verse 14. He said, What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith and has not works, can faith save him? Verse 17. Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Amen. I'll show you I have faith because I'm going to do something about it, and I'm going to give some God something to work with. Amen. I'm not going to just say, oh, God, I have faith that you can do anything. Amen. But ask Him and put it in, in specifics, and then believe it, and then live your life like you believe it's going to happen. Amen. And God and the angels are going to say, man, they not only say it, but they're, they're talking about it. They're telling other people, yeah, it's a matter of time. It's just going to happen. And they're living and they're expecting it and they're doing it. And it even hasn't happened yet. Our words and our actions give God something to work with so he can move in our lives. You know, when you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it's, I call it the hall of fame of faith. It talks about all of the very faithful uh, full, people full of faith from the Old Testament Amen. And enlist them. Amen. One by one. And all of their accomplishments. And it all talks about faith. In fact, in, in fact, let's go through a couple of them. It says, by faith, Abel offered unto God, amen, a more excellent sacrifice. So by faith, God, Abel didn't just have faith. He, his faith said, I'm offering. Amen. And so that was his works. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death because he pleased God. So Enoch pleased God and his faith was shown through his pleasing God. By faith, when he was warned that God was going to send a flood to destroy the earth, Noah moved. Amen. And he built the ark. Noah built the ark by faith. By faith, Abraham, his name was Abram before his name was changed to Abraham. He was living. His folks and his relatives were idol worshipers and idol makers. Because remember, Abraham was the first Jew. He was the father of Israel. Amen. He started it all off. Amen. So God had to start with somebody. And he saw this Abram and had a good heart. He said, I want you to leave 
your family and your family's town because you need to get away from that influence and you need to go and walk where I tell you to go. And so by faith, he left, amen, his hometown and he, and he walked everywhere to a land of promise that God was going to give to his descendants someday. By faith. Amen. So that phrase, by faith, occurs 15 times in Hebrews chapter 11. This tells me that when we put our faith into action, we give God something to work with, and He'll come on the scene, and great things are going to happen for us. Amen. You know, sometimes we have something in our possession that God can use, amen, to work with, and we don't even realize it. It could very well be something that you're not even considering that this is something God can use for His glory and His kingdom. Like, you know, Moses, for the first 40 years of his life, he was raised in Egypt, right? By the son of, he was the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. But he wasn't her true son. He, he got, she got him out of the water. We know that story. Amen. And then there were some problems, and he left Egypt. And for the next 40 years, he was living way on the other side of, of the Midian desert. Amen. He married. Amen. And he became a shepherd. And he was just a shepherd. And I guess he thought he was just going to live his days out as a shepherd. Amen. And then he saw that bush burn. And he went up and that bush told him some things and said, I'm going to send you back to the Pharaoh. And you're going to say, let my people go. And, of course, he argued with God. Has anyone ever argued with God? Has anyone ever said, God, I, don't, I can't do this. I don't even know how to talk right. And I can't publicly speak and all this stuff. And then he finally just said, what do you got in your hand, son? He goes, well, I got my shepherd's staff. It's my walking stick. It's what I use to kind of, you know, have to you know, hit a, shepherd, a little sheep on the tail every once in a while. To get them going or whatever. That's my staff. He said, okay, amen. You give that to me and I'll use it. An ordinary stick. Amen. Maybe he wasn't even thinking of anything. He said, throw it down. It became a stick. He said, pick it up. He goes, I'm not picking it up. He said, pick it up. And then it became a stick again. And he went and he used that stick. And God used that stick. Right? What's in your hand, folks? What do you have that you don't think you, you can give to God that God can bless? Amen. He went back to Pharaoh. He threw it down. It became a snake in front of Pharaoh. He struck the Nile River. It turned into blood. Amen. He lifted that thing several times and plagues happened. And then he, he hit the, the Red Sea with it and it parted. Amen. That was powerful. Amen. I, I think on that fateful day when thousands of people were there listening to Jesus and it started getting into late afternoon, and, and everybody, they don't, no one was eating or doing nothing because they were just glued to Jesus' every word and his miracles and everything. And Jesus got his 12 guys together, his disciples, and said, all right, hey, uh, I, I've got compassion on the multitude because they've been sitting here for hours listening to me and no one's getting, getting anything to eat. He goes, I want you guys to feed them. And they're like, eh? It's like, like, us 12 guys, everyone's like... We, there's not enough money, and by the time we go to some town and get bread, I, oh my goodness. He said, give them something to eat. He said, man, we, even if we had, you know, 200 penny worth, it's not enough to feed even crumbs to these people. He said, well, what do you got? What do you got? And I don't know how this happened. I don't know who came up with the idea. It really doesn't say in the Bible, but a little boy had brought his little lunch, and he had a couple little pieces of fish. And five loaves, which was probably five pieces of bread. 
It was, it was, a, it was a, a lunch, a single serving for a young boy. And somehow, and I, I, w- I would like to be the person that said, hey, hey, someone uh, go tell Jesus that this is what, all we have and go ahead and tell him, and he, yeah, you do it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to do it. This, this is what we got, Jesus. You know, a little sack lunch, you know. And then they're ready for Jesus to get his rod and knock him over the head saying, oh, my goodness, what are you talking about? A little boy, we got 5,000 men plus their wives and kids. And Jesus said, what do you got? Uh, well, this little boy volunteered his lunch. And they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And nothing dropped. He said, that'll do. We never know. Who would have thought of that? Just put it in his hand, whatever you got. A little boy's lunch. Amen. He said, okay, that's all I need. All right, have them sit down in groups and get them all organized because the dinner bell's ringing. And they're all like, uh, <laughs> I think the master's had a little bit too much sun today. <laughs> Amen. And he said, you guys are going to be the servers and you just get ready because it's going to come faster than you can believe. He started breaking the bread. And it just like grew back, grew back, grew back. He's breaking it. He's giving it to him. They said, okay, okay. Hey, anybody got baskets? We got to have baskets. We got, he's, he's pumping it out. And then the fish, 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 he's breaking these little pieces of fish. And there was baskets of bread and baskets of fish going out through all of this crowd. Amen. And then he kept going, kept going, kept going. And then they came up to Jesus, turn off the factory. Uh, we're done. Everybody's full. And everyone's saying, nope, we don't, we're, we can't take one more bite. And they had 12 baskets full left over. Maybe that was the tips. All right, that's you guys' tip. 12 apostles, you each get a basket. You worked hard. Amen. What do you have in your hand? You never know. Just give him something to work with. Amen. You know why, why he can't move in a lot of people's lives? Because they don't give him any of their heart. Give them some part of your heart, at least to start with. Give them a little handle to grab onto. A little, hand, little, little, you know, a little way to get in there. Amen. And, uh, and, and then a little by little, you give more of yourself to Him. Amen. Praise God. What do you possess that you can give to God so He can bless it, use it, and multiply it? Because God is not only into addition, He's into multiplication. He's into, you know, get the calculus calculated with all those weird symbols that don't even look like numbers. He's into that stuff. He can do all that in his head. Amen. Prayer is one of the greatest things in our possession that gives God a lot to work with. Praise God. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. Let's do it every day. Do it several times a day. Amen. You never know what's going to happen. Praise God. I already told you that you know, God can move sovereignly and that God can make something out of nothing. Amen. And I'll tell you another thing that God has the ability to do that no one else does, and that's to read your mind. He knows our thoughts before we think them, the Bible said. Well, if that's the case, God, then why am I going through this uh, futile exercise of prayer when i got so many things and busy time and schedule? Why don't you just plug in, read my mind, see what's bugging, bugging me, amen, and then just fix it all, and then I'm just going to go to the beach and have a picnic or something. Amen. But then that would short circuit the whole purpose for my existence with him is that's a relationship with him. He wants me to talk to him. He wants me to visit with him. He wants me to pray. Amen. So though he has, he he knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what's bothering us. He knows exactly what needs to happen to fix it. Amen. But he's going to wait until you ask him. 
Ask me to fix what's bugging you. Ask me to fix what is wrong with your family or this situation or that thing at work or finances or whatever. God does not move on behalf of wishful thinking. And folks, though meditation, and the Bible talks about meditating on the Word and meditating on His name and meditating on the goodness of God, meditation is no substitute for prayer. Amen. Because prayer is talking. Prayer is talking to God. And meditation is thinking about stuff. Amen. You say, well, that's silent praying. Well, really, there's no such thing as silent praying. Amen. You can, you, even if you're whispering, that's not silent praying. I mean, that's praying still, because you're whispering. You're, you're saying words. It's not how, how loud you get. Amen. But he's not going to move on wishful thinking. God cannot answer a prayer that's not prayed. Amen. That's where that, whole, that faith and faith and hope and hope stuff comes in. You've got to say it. Amen. Get it out there. Praise God. God, I need you to do this, this, A, B, C, and D in Jesus' name. Get it out there. Get it in his hand and let him start working on it. Praise God. Give him something to work with. It's all about sowing and reaping. And the more you sow, the more you'll reap. Sow good stuff. Sow prayers. Sow get God involved. And the bigger the harvest it'll be. The Bible said in James 4, 2, you have not because you ask not. Another thing is worry does not give God anything to work with. All it does is give you an ulcer. All it does is make you want to bite your fingernails down to the quicks until they're bleeding. Okay, what else am I worried about? How many fingernails do I got left? Can I put my foot in my mouth? I do that without even trying. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Worry is not going to give... Anything to God to work with. we got to change our worry into something else. Amen. Anxiety does not give God anything to work with. we got to put that into something that God can work with. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Be worried for nothing. Be anxious about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? So ask. That's how you give God something to work with. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and let God, you know, God, no one's sleeping tonight until I get something. You know, nobody's going to be, I got to have an answer, Lord. You know, God loves that. God's not going, oh my goodness, where's my earplugs? Turn up the music. This, this person again, that's not God. That's us, see? That's why we're, we wouldn't be a good God. <laughs> I'd be going, okay, <laughs> I got the migraine of the heavenlies over here. Man, I've got like a millions and billions of people praying at the same time. You talk about, oh, do I need just, you know, a little bit of peace. I need a cold compress, Gabriel. No, that would be us. Thank God we're not God. Oh, my goodness. What a mess this would be. You say, well, it's a mess now. Oh, you don't even know. Thank God he's God. Praise God. When you ask, seek, and knock, you're giving him something to work with. You know, there's several scriptures that talk about us waiting on the Lord, right? 
Wait on God. Wait on Him. Wait, I say, on the Lord. But waiting on God doesn't mean we drop everything and sit idly by until God does something in our lives. Amen. Waiting on God just means, you know what, I'm going to do what I know to do, but I might, I might be in a holding pattern on a specific thing whether, where I, I, got a, I got a fork in the road. I'm not sure which way to go. Amen. But I'm not going to sit here and not live for God while I'm waiting on God. And I'm not going to take away everything out of his hands. I'm going to keep putting stuff in his hands while I'm waiting on an answer for a specific situation. Amen. Because it's up to us to initiate the contact with God. If you will pray with faith in Jesus name, he will answer. He will. He said he would. If you will humble yourself and fast even sometimes, if you're able to fast a little bit with your prayers, he will move mountains in your life. If you stand on the promises in his word and claim them for yourself, he will fulfill them and let them come to pass in your life. Amen. And if you'll praise and worship him, his presence will be drawn to you. Amen. Praise God. You know, there was a movie years ago called Field of Dreams. And there was a, this thing that kept going in the mind of the, the, the main character, you know, and it was all about baseball, but it said, build it and they will come. Ooh, there's a baseball. Okay. Amen. Build it and they will come. Well, you know what? You could put that into our an object lesson into our, our thing today. Amen. If you'll praise him, he will come. If you'll pray, he will come. If you'll worship him and lift him up and believe on his word, he'll come. I got to give him something to work with so that he can come. Psalms 22 verse 3, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. He lives in the praises of his people. So if I praise him, he'll live in it. Amen. What are we giving God to live in? Is our praise just like a either non-existent? Is he living out in, out in the street with nothing? Or is our praise just a cardboard box or a little shack? Or do, are we giving him a nice multi-story, you know, 4,000 square foot big old place for him to dwell in? That's all about what we're getting. What are we putting in his hands? What are we giving him to work with? He inhabits the praise. That's why we've got to come and into this place and we praise him every time we come. Amen. Because when you praise him, miracles happen. When you praise him, you feel something. When you praise him, the Holy Ghost comes. Because he comes. He's drawn to praise. We're giving him something to work with. Praise, praise and worship is not just a Pentecostal thing. Amen. In, in general terms, it's just a Christian thing. It's a Bible thing. You know, did you know that the rain clouds depend on water that has evaporated from the earth in order to send rain back to the earth? You know, that they, it just, you know the, the water and the rain clouds don't just show up. It doesn't just like appear and then it just falls. It comes from somewhere. It comes from the earth. That's why we're, you know, it rains all the time over the oceans. It rains all the time in the tropics and by big waterways and water bodies and rivers and so forth because that's, you know, because water is being evaporated. Now, it doesn't rain over deserts because there's not much evaporation going on over deserts, so it's kind of, you know, a bad cycle. Amen. But 
That, that's what the whole concept is. The book of Job tells us in verse uh, chapter 36, verse 27, For he maketh small drops of water, they pour down rain according to the vapor thereof, which the clouds do drop and distill upon man abundantly. Another version of the Bible says it like this, For he makes water drops evaporate, they distill the rain into mist, which the clouds pour out and shower abundantly on mankind. Amen. So the rain is in proportion with the evaporation. Praise God. So what's going up is what's coming down. It might not be equal exactly. That storm might move over a little bit from where it was evaporated. But generally speaking, amen, what goes up must come down. And so if we're praising Him more, we're going to have some, some rain. Praise God. That's why we sing that chorus. Send down the rain, Lord. Send down the rain, Lord. Send down the ladder rain. We need the rain, Lord. We need the, we need the ladder rain. The Holy Ghost is the rain, Lord. Holy Ghost is the rain, Lord. Holy Ghost is the ladder rain. Good job, everybody. Holy Ghost is the rain, Lord. Holy Ghost is the rain, Lord. Holy Ghost is the ladder rain. Let's praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When we send up praise, God sends down the rain of His glory and power. More praise, more glory. More praise, more power. Amen. If you want to get closer to God, then take the first step. James 4, 8 says, draw nigh to God, then he'll draw nigh to you. i got to give him something to work with. Hebrews eleven six. 6, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. i got to diligently seek him first, and then the rewards come. Jeremiah 23, 13, you'll seek me and find me when you seek with me. Search for me with all of your heart. Praise God. And as born-again believers, we Christians, amen, are in a partnership with God. He designed the church in such a way that He wants us to go and He'll back us up when we go. Amen. In the Bible, when Jesus told someone to go and they went, amazing things happened. Amen. He told the centurion in Matthew 8, Jesus said, Go thy way, thou hast believed, so it be unto thee. And His servants was healed in the selfsame hour. Amen. He told the Syrophoenician woman that had a daughter possessed with the devil in, in Mark 7. Amen. He, he said, for this, for this saying, go thy way, the devil's gone out of thy daughter. Amen. When he said go, they went. He, they, he didn't just say, what do you mean go your way? He, they, they believed him. And when they got home, they found the, the people they were concerned about in good shape. Amen. In Luke chapter 5, verse 14 he charged them to tell no man, but go and show yourself to the priest. Talking about a leper that was healed. He said, hey, because you know when a leper was healed, according to the Old Testament, when your leprosy, you thought it was going away, you're supposed to go to the priest, and he would clear you, and you could join the regular population and live with everybody else again. Amen. So he said, go show yourself to the priest. That was an act of faith. When he said, go, he said, do it. John chapter 9 he told the man that was born blind in verse number 7, John 9, 7, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. He said, you go wash, and that's what you need to do. 
go, go. Amen. Give him something to work with. And he tells you to go, go. And when you do it, he's going to do it. Amen. In our text passage, he told his apostles to go. Amen. And preach the gospel to every creature. Go and accomplish the mission that I sent you. Go, amen, and give me something to work with. Amen. The first two letters of the, the word gospel is go. Amen. Go and preach the gospel. Go and preach the good news. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Go tell everybody about it. Teach them and baptize them and do everything. That's why our last verse in our text in verse 16 of uh, chapter 16, verse 20 said, And they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. It's a partnership. He wants to work with us, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Let's stand. He wants us to step out in faith with courage and boldness in his name. And all of heaven will be behind us. All of heaven will be behind us. Amen. Praise God. Our last passage I'm going to read today is in Acts chapter 4. When the, when the apostles were called on the carpet and they you know, were going through a lot of persecution and so forth. And they, those, just, just for preaching, just for doing miracles and in his name and he said in verse 29 and now Lord amen behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus amen so we're going to go and we're going to preach and we're going to teach and not just the pastor and not just people that are ministers or whatever, but every believer, remember, all believers shall lay hands on the sick. All believers can can be an influence in other lives. Every one of you that are believers, amen, born again believers can impact. You can be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, amen. Give them something to work with, amen, and go out there. And when you work on his behalf for the souls of people, he will back you up and he'll confirm your word, confirm the word that you preach and you teach your life will preach to people amen God is so good amen amen I think we've given him something to work with in this place today we're going to go home and we're going to just keep keep giving him something to work with in your life amen just just you know you never know what you have just put it in his hands what an incredible message thank you again for joining us on the podcast And may God bless you.